And uh, I wanted to talk about um, the difference between inertia and momentum uh, and uh, what it is about the status quo uh, that we seek to hold on to. So let's just talk about this a little bit. There's this great little story out of Exodus chapter 14, uh, which uh, presents to us what I think is the perennial choice uh, that uh, we are faced with in our lives. Um, and uh, that is to either go back, stand still, or go forward. Uh, and indeed, uh, in the story, and you might remember it, it is the, at the time when uh, they were escaping out of Egypt, uh, the children of Israel, and they were confronted by a real problem, namely the Egyptian armies bearing down upon them. Uh, and uh, they got a bit scared about it all. And their initial reaction, as it's explained to us in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 10, it said that when Pharaoh drew nigh, the children of Israel lifted up their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them and they were sore afraid. And the children of Israel cried unto the Lord and they said unto Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore have you dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell you in Egypt, saying, leave us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? For it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. And so they said, look, this is all too horrible. We don't want to die here. Uh, we, we should just go back. Uh, and you should have just left us alone there. And uh, Moses, uh, uh, when he stood up, he said to the people in verse 13, fear ye not, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen today, you shall see them again, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Now that sounds like a positive message, doesn't it? It's, it's saying, now hold on a minute. Don't go uh, uh, responding to your fear and uh, uh, seeking to go back to the uh, place that you've uh, been uh, freed uh, uh, by the hand of God, uh, but rather just wait here and let's just see what the, the Lord will bring to us. Well, it's interesting always, I think, to contrast both of those reactions to the one that the Lord uh, gave to Moses in verse 15, because the Lord said unto Moses, why or wherefore do you cry unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward, but lift you up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. And so you see here this contrast. Uh, certainly they should not go back to Egypt. But the calling was not to stand still, but rather was to go forward uh, according to the promise uh, uh, that the Lord had given them in faith and expecting that God would deliver them. God's message to them was go forward. And that, as I said, is a perennial choice that we often face in our life because there's a bit of an appeal to, the, to where we are. Uh, there, there, there's a reason why the status quo is a, it, it has attraction to us in our life. Sometimes it's just because we get comfortable uh, with those things that are familiar in our lives. Uh, maybe we seek to avoid the unknown in favour of the known, uh, because at least those things that we know uh, may not present themselves uh, with such fear uh, as those things that are unknown. And of course, um, uh, often we can only see so far around us uh, and our reluctance to change or the attraction that we have to the status quo 
is built around the limitations that attach to our vision uh, and, uh, uh, and indeed uh, uh, recognising what's around us and not being able to perceive that which is beyond us uh, is often a limiting factor in our life because it uh, draws us to stay where we are and to, to keep still. Sometimes we just don't trust the uncertainty of the future or the uncertainty of uh, where it is that we might otherwise venture. And of course, the reality is that not all change is successful or productive. Uh, there is destructive change. Uh, this is a picture, by the way, of uh, uh, the Black Lives Matter protests in the US last year. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, people might desire change, uh, but so often history has taught us uh, that there's destruction that often uh, attaches to that change. And we know that. And uh, that makes the status quo uh, attractive to us and familiar. And indeed, maybe it, it, when it's all said and done, it all boils down to, to, to being fearful. Sometimes it's based on sensible caution, but also it's often due to limited vision that fuels our lack of confidence to step out. Importantly, God allows us to overcome that fear. Now, what I wanted to contrast was inertia with momentum. Uh, and inertia is, uh, uh, we're told, when an object at rest tends to stay at rest unless it is acted upon by an outside force. So uh, here's this cat. Uh, it'll just stay there until you kick it. Uh, well, sorry, you won't kick it until you nudge it a bit and, uh, and stir it on from its uh, uh, state of uh, inertia. Um, momentum. Uh, is uh, defined as mass in motion, the scientists tell us. So all, all objects have mass, uh, and if an object is moving, then it has momentum. Uh, it's a mass in motion. And uh, the scientists will also tell you that uh, uh, the amount of momentum that an object has is dependent upon how much stuff is moving and how fast the stuff is moving. Okay, that's the science. To put that in layman's terms, uh, I often see inertia and momentum as the flip side of the same coin. I'm sure this is not the scientific explanation. Uh, while both exhibit a tendency to the status quo, right? Inertia wants to stay still and momentum wants to keep moving. The one of those things tends to impede change while the other, the other can tolerate a change in our existing state and uh, it will allow itself to keep moving. So the, the parallel I often give is when I'm riding my bicycle because I'm a bit prone to ride my bike. And, um, uh, and uh, look, I'm a big heavy fellow and uh, to get me going, well, that requires uh, me to overcome the inertia that is built in uh, to my uh, state of being. Uh, once I get moving, of course, um, nothing can stop me uh, except those things that do. All right. So what does the Bible say about all of that? Uh, at the time when Joshua was to enter into the promised land, uh, Moses uh, spoke to him and uh, uh, urged him not to fear. Uh, and uh, even as he was confronted by the scary world that was in front of him, uh, he was urged to find peace. And uh, th these wonderful verse, this wonderful verse that we sing, it says, be strong and of a good courage, fear not nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, he it is that does go with you. He will not fail you, nor forsake you. 
Uh, and uh, being able to find that peace in a scary world, even if we're just a pawn in the game, uh, confronted by the uh, uh, apparent army in front of us, uh, the Bible gives us a basis not to fear. And that's a very strong basis for actually being productive and to have meaning in your life. Um, now, the Bible says, well, the way we achieve that state is to change. Uh, and indeed, we're encouraged to repent in our lives in circumstances where repentance is not just about and indeed not about being sorry. It is all about uh, uh, thinking differently and uh, effecting a change in our lives. So that in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, in those well known, that well-known verse that we often refer to, Peter told them that they needed to repent and be baptised, every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And he, he spoke of a promise that was unto them and unto their children, unto all those that were afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And then he went on to say, save yourselves from this untoward generation. And uh, uh, the encouragement there, of course, and indeed the command is to allow a spiritual change to take place in your life. And in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 3, it, it, it speaks of uh, the divine power. It says, according as his divine power has given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And so that change that is to be uh, commenced through the work of the spirit in our lives that is made possible through the sacrifice of Jesus, uh, as uh, God uh, demonstrates his love for us by allowing us to change into a new being, that is that spiritual change that we all must pursue. But it is meaningful change. It's not just change for change's sake. It is change that builds in the right direction. And indeed, uh, one way of viewing that is spiritual growth in your life is the sort of change that is meaningful change that we ought to pursue. We are not ought not to be so stuck in the status quo that we're not able to take those steps towards spiritual growth that the Bible sets out for us. And in 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 5 to 7, he says, beside this giving all diligence, so work hard at these things. What should you work hard at? Adding to your life, faith. And add to your faith, he says, virtue. Uh, you know, that goodness in our life. Uh, adding uh, to virtue knowledge, which is of course the knowledge of God uh, and not just someone else's knowledge so-called. Uh, adding to knowledge self-control uh, in contrast to a lot of the teachings in the world today uh, that uh, knowledge doesn't uh, 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 require self-control. Uh, on the contrary, the Bible makes clear to us that we must bring ourselves into subjection with Christ, as it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9. We should add to self-control perseverance. We've got to run the race with patience, uh, we're told, knowing this, that the trying of our faith works patience, but let patience have her perfect work, uh, James told, tells us, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. We should add to perseverance godliness, that attitude that governs our lives in a manner that displays our respect for God and our love for him. 
We should add to godliness that uh, uh, brotherly kindness, uh, speaking of the love and affection that we show to one another. And to that, we are told we should add love, the culmination of our growing that brings a selfless willingness to serve others. Uh, we are to be leaders uh, uh, that the, or the leaders that the Lord would have us to be. That's the sort of movement from the status quo that we should look to do, look to achieve as we move each day along that path. Um, uh, well, I did have this one and I'm going to quickly say it. I know I'm over time. Uh, we should not cast away our confidence, which has a great recompense of reward, we're told in Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, and indeed, it uh, goes on to say that we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. The salvation that we have in front of us is what we pursue. We're not going to go back. We're not going to stay still. We're going to go forward. But we're not going to go forward in some blind wandering, some free range movement, uh, uh, unrestrained by uh, whatever it is that uh, we uh, uh, might guide us in a disciplined way. But rather, we will move in the direction that leads to the saving of the soul. Finally, let me just say, yes, we need change in our life, but we must never depart from that which is solid that which gives us the foundation that we need in our life. We have to hold fast the form of sound words, which we've heard, we're told here, as Paul speaks to Timothy, of me, in faith and love, which is in Christ Jesus. That good thing which was committed unto you, keep by the Holy Ghost, which dwells in us. We have something we have to keep and guard. And uh, that is that, uh, that uh, the sound words uh, the gospel that we give it to us, because we're not ashamed of it. We're persuaded that he's going to keep uh, that which we've committed unto him against that day. So too should we keep uh, by the Holy Ghost that good thing which has been committed unto us. Pastor Mark, I've exceeded my time as a, a naughty lawyer uh, um, is prone to do, uh, but that's all I wanted to say. <laughs>